Everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So exciting to have you here with us today. My name is J.J. Jackson, and I am the host of this podcast. Duke football beats Northwestern over the weekend by a score of 30-23. to We'll break down that game. We'll hear from Duke football head coach David Cutcliffe as he recaps the victory. And then Derek Lively II, his decision day, the number two prospect in the class of 2022 for men's basketball, is choosing between Duke and Kentucky, notably. We'll discuss that a little bit later. As I said, my name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts, as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. If you get the chance to, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. I prefer the Apple podcast platform. Those ratings do a lot in the industry. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review, I get five-star Friday shout-outs on this program. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity if you would like to be shouted out for listening to this podcast. Also, any questions that you might have, I love answering them in the Lockdown Blue Devils mailbag. So send them to me, LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter or LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's get into today's show. Duke football a winner on this Monday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Our Duke Blue Devils won the football game on Saturday by a score of 30-23 to over Northwestern. Look, that's a win. Duke looked really impressive in the first half. At the halftime break, Duke led by a score of 30-7. to That's right, 30-7 to halftime lead for Duke. But that means, based on the final score, Duke did not score any points in the second half. In the game, Duke had three turnovers, two fumbles, and one interception, a game that the Blue Devils led 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. A win is a win, but there are certainly some negatives from this outcome for Duke football that they'll look to correct as they get ready for Kansas next Saturday inside Wallace Wade Stadium, a 3 o'clock kickoff on the ACC Network. Mateo Durant has been the story for Duke football so far this season. That continued on Saturday for sure. In the first half, he was pretty excellent. 22 carries, 102 yards, one touchdown on the ground, and one receiving touchdown, although he did have a first-half fumble as he was going towards the end zone, then had a second-half fumble as well. So two fumbles, a bit uncharacteristic for Mateo Durant in that contest for Duke. Gunnar Holmberg was great, 31 of 44, 314 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception for the quarterback. And then Jake Bobo, 11 receptions for 109 yards. Jordan Moore, the backup quarterback, had a rushing touchdown in the first half as well from nine yards out. Duke had 562 yards of offense in this game. Talking about Duke as they won the game by a score of 30-23, to a very big positive for the team defensively was that they forced five turnovers. Lummy Young led the way defensively for Duke. Seven tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one forced fumble, and one interception. Jeremiah Lewis had an interception. Leonard Johnson had an interception for the Duke Blue Devils as well. All three of those interceptions came against Hunter Johnson, Northwestern's starting quarterback, who, as we talked about with Josh Cox last week on the program, previewing the game, 
Hunter Johnson, a Clemson transfer. He was benched, though. Andrew Marty came into the game, and Marty did a much better job for the Wildcats, nearly led them to a comeback victory. Shaka Hayward led the way for Duke in tackles. He had 12. Again, he had 16 last week versus North Carolina A&T. Ben Fry had six tackles to go along with two fumble recoveries as well. Exciting game for Duke football. Let's listen to the highlights. It's the 21st meeting all time between the Blue Devils and Wildcats. Tied at 10. And old friends David Cutcliffe and Pat Fitzgerald meeting for a sixth time. Sure has Mateo Durant with him. Sidecar left. First play of the game, a play fake. And here's Holmberg going to tee it up deep, looking downfield for Harding, who catches it. And he's brought down inside the 10 of Northwestern. So here is third down and goal. Holmberg to throw. This is Durant out of the backfield. Got a block at the five and a touchdown. Third down and short for the Blue Devils. And Durant gets the call right side. 10-5, touchdown Duke. Johnson handles the snap. Going to take the deep ball down the far side. And it's caught. Kurtz holds on to it and a great catch. Here's Johnson with Hall now. Third and goal. Pressure coming. He'll be sacked. The ball is loose. The scramble for it at the 13. And let's see who has it. Lummy Young knocked it loose. Duke's been a nice job getting up to him, but they've tried to shoot the gaps. They haven't been able to get there. And Durant around the edge again. Fumbled the ball into the end zone, and Northwestern has recovered, I believe, before it bounced out of the back, and it did. First and long out of the penalty. Quick throw by Johnson. Intercepted on the backside. Jeremiah Lewis at the 10. And flags are thrown as Lewis is tackled at the 3. Early enrollee whose offensive package gets a little better every week. And here's Moore around the edge and into the end zone. Just like that. Three receivers. That is uh, Nairo in motion. Now they're going to try and throw. And it's intercepted. Lummy Young has come up with another one. Johnson on another play fake. Backs up, throws, intercepted. Leonard Johnson. Comes away with his fifth career interception. Charlie once hit a 54-yarder in high school. Snap, spot. Try is away, and it is good. Uh, Jamaric Woods out of the lineup, Roddy. Here's a play fake by Marty. Rep setting it wide open and caught for the touchdown. Boy, this is third and goal. Marty the sneak and the score. Andrew Marty crashes in. Excellent comeback for this Northwestern team, and there he goes again. Calls his own number and into the secondary and is stripped from behind, and Duke, I think, has it. Dwayne Carter batted it away again, caused another fumble. Pat Fitzgerald and David Cutcliffe, a lot of respect between those two guys. And you can tell. Yeah. They, they could not talk glowingly enough, and their programs in so many ways mirror each other. Uh, this one was a, a sloppy at times, physical yep. for most of the football game, and uh, much more interesting than the halftime score would have suggested. 
Those were the Duke football highlights, courtesy of the ACC Network. West Durham, Ronnie Jones on the call for that one. Again, Duke wins by a score of 30-23. to I was really impressed by what we saw from this Duke offense. The three turnovers are something that you obviously want to correct. I think two second-half turnovers kind of hurt the momentum for Duke as Northwestern was really working itself back into the game. But you really can't complain with 562 yards of offense, particularly with where we've seen this Duke team be so far. Taking a look at uh, that game, Wallace Wade Stadium, a big-time environment there. Uh, although you look at the numbers, Wallace Wade Stadium, a capacity of 40,004, 40,004 seats. However, it was only 31% full on Saturday as the announced attendance was 12,323. I think Coach Cutcliffe has been preaching how important it is to get fans out to Wallace Wade Stadium. I certainly hope that continues. Duke should be favored this upcoming weekend versus Kansas, who's just a really bad football program. But especially when you get into ACC play, Duke's going to need a lot of fans there cheering them on in full, full force. Duke's defense had not forced any turnovers at all this season, and then all of a sudden they forced five against Northwestern this past weekend. So that in itself is excellent, a tremendous compliment and a really good effort from Duke on the defensive side of things. So I'm very pleased with that defensive effort. Again, Duke football, the winner, 30-23. to A lot of people didn't even think they would win this game, but they found a way to do it. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, David Cutcliffe, the head football coach for the Duke Blue Devils, talks about the victory on Locked On Blue Devils. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Our show today is brought to you by Price Picks. All right, college football fanatics. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know that you will too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy as it offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not even have heard of. It's really cool. Make sure you check it out as Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All you do is pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price pick allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on LeBron combined points and the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. That's basketball and football if you live under a rock in the sports world and weren't aware. Just use the award-winning app on both the App Store and the Google Play Store on Apple and Android devices. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. A football game is a whole game, four quarters. Um, sometimes halves do look completely different. But what I look at is is, is why or what happened. And, and field position or lack of and turnovers, um, we didn't do a very good job coming out of the locker room and getting field position on a kickoff return. I'm disappointed in that 
phase of our game. And so when you things started happening and you got to give Northwestern credit, they came out and carried the fight to us. But <clears throat> the game is a game of possessions. And the way you win the game is you got to understand and see crucial possessions and make it happen. And on both sides of the ball in the second half, after having a big lead, our guys fought their way back. So there's going to be a lot of value in studying the film. Uh, we're going to see a lot of things that we need to do better. We're going to see a lot of things that we did well. Uh, but a really good team victory, a lot of energy in the locker room. We played a lot of people. And we're going to continue to build on that. And uh, we had a lot of people make critical plays on both sides of the ball and uh, and in the kicking game. So um, I thought Porter picked it up. And, you know, good punting and coverage played a role in this game. So, yeah, a lot of things to build on, a lot of things to study, um, and then a lot of things I'm sure we're going to need to correct. And we will focus on that starting tomorrow. Take your questions. Steve Wiseman. Yeah, Coach, I want to start with the defense and forcing five turnovers and, you know, how, how nice that was after, you know, the first two weeks you hadn't been able to do that. And then specifically Dwayne Carter, you know, rushing all the way down the field uh, after that big game by the quarterback to hit, knock that ball out and force that last turnover. Yeah, that's one of the first plays I talked about in the locker room afterwards. Just an amazing effort play. Uh, we have talked and talked and talked defensively about stripping the ball, stripping the ball. And the work we've done, I think, certainly paid off. But that's what a captain does. Dwayne stepped up in a huge way. That was a memento swing play, a uh, play that we needed somebody to make a play to win the game. And uh, just could not have been more thrilled. Uh, and seeing him happy, uh, that was really a, a significant part of the game. And then overall, I thought we did a good job of mixing things up on their quarterbacks. Uh, Coverage-wise, and the players were in good positions, and you know, just really a, a heck of a, a game there. The three interceptions early, I think we confused them a bit, and so we just got something to build on there, and uh, hopefully that becomes a habit. Royal Howell. Hello, Coach. You spoke briefly on playing a bunch of players this evening. Um, speaking of. On um, the backup quarterback, uh, Andrew Marty, I believe, that came in and, uh, you know, changed the game plan for your um, for your ball club. Can you just speak on um, briefly the second uh, second half game plan and what's the overall identity of your football program? Well, the program um, has been a – we've got a great and elite program. We, our identity is a lot of things. It's on the field. It's off the field. It's character. This team's identity, I believe, is that they are a team that they care a lot about each other. They provide each other a lot of energy. Uh, there's a closeness. Uh, I think this team is developing more and more chemistry. Uh, so it's going to take all parts of our team. Uh, we're a team that, you know, one week the kicking game may have to help us win a ball game, um, most of all. The next week it could be defense. The next week it could be offense. But I thought tonight, in different ways, all the three phases played a huge role. Uh, do we need to correct a lot of things? Absolutely. But uh, I thought their backup quarterback played really well. Um, you know, he, he he ran a little better. He was athletic. But, um, you know, we got we can't give quarterbacks that much time. But he when he had time, he was accurate. So, um, like I said, a lot to work on, a lot to build off of. But it was great to get the win. Jim Sumner. 
Uh, David, two weeks ago, your defense went on the field a couple of times with a chance to saw away a win and, and get the stops you needed. Today, after it got to 30-20, your defense went on the field time after time after time and got stops, forced a turnover, got a fourth down stop, forced some punts. What has happened in those two weeks to make this defense able to get those stops? I think it's hard work. Um, anybody that watches us practice, you know, they know we practice with intensity and and focus. And I mean, our guys have worked hard. Uh, I told them today, I said, the, the, any stress related with football should come from the practice field, um, not, not playing the games. If you prepare yourself, you can go cut loose playing the games and any mistakes they, they make belong to me because we're the, we're the people that are supposed to prepare them. But uh, yeah, I just think it's been a tremendous uh, effort uh, on, on the staff's part, but certainly where the biggest part of effort comes in those players. And I think our practices have just continued to get better. And I also want people to realize that, that the guys that didn't play in the game, offensive backups that are running uh, the opposing team's offense plays a huge role uh, in that because they can see it at a speed and an execution level that makes it more like a game. So that's what I mean by the, the spirit of this particular team is working together and a lot of people helping us find a way to be successful. Thanks, Rigo. Hey, Coach. You know, obviously, this is a program in Northwestern that you guys have had a lot of battles with in the past, uh, especially during your tenure. How does it feel going into ACC play in a couple of weeks, knowing that you guys have this win in your back pocket? How much of a confidence boost? Well, this is a, a big test. As you said, we've seen each other a lot. And it's a win that's important. It's a you know a win over a Big Ten Power Five opponent. Um, we have had a bunch of physical battles with them. Um, I, I, I admire their program. Um, you know those guys are going to be tough, well coached, very systematic in their approach. So it's a good indicator when you're playing well enough to beat a, a good Northwestern team, and uh, something again that that we can build off of. It's only as good as what you move forward with it uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. But yeah, I think it's going to be uh, important to us as far as the energy it provides to go prepare. Tom Shanahan. Hey, Coach, could uh, you talk about uh, that fourth down pass where it looked like your tight end might have been hit early? And then the other side, uh, there's you guys get called for pass interference. Those That could have been a devastating situation, maybe even cost you the game. Talk about uh, the plays and overcoming them. Well, I, I think the thing when, when officiating, when calls are made and players erupt and coaches erupt, you're using energy that you may need to win the game later. So I just spent my whole time on both of those calls of trying to calm everybody down. And, you know, you're having to think of all the things and the situations that might arise. You may have a two-minute drill. You may end up getting behind. And on offense, you better be talking as a staff and coaching players up on what we're going to do in two minutes or what we're going to do if we get it back with a lead and how to stall it out and what we're, you know, there's just, and, and so you just ignore them. Um, you know, I'm not pleased with our team uh, having 10 penalties and, and I'm sure we, you know, committed uh, most, if not all of those. So I don't really ever, you know, comment on officiating. There's no reason to it. I thought the Big Ten crew was really a good communicating crew and professional, and you just go play. Nathan Ragunathan. Yeah. Hi, Coach. Uh, 
So in the second half today, we saw a lot of uh, a lot of Jordan Moore. So I was wondering if you could speak to the strategy behind that and also kind of the development you've seen uh, of his game over the season. Uh, Jordan gives us a, more of a, a what we call a plus one run threat. Uh, he's a heck of a runner. Um, he, he's getting better and better at his ability to throw the ball, but he is a threat. Um, anytime he's out there, he's got speed. Um, we've got to develop more and more of what he can do, but in situations, I think it's good to have him out there to get us started, to try to get your numbers right. But uh, we all know that Gunner's playing pretty dang well. But it's, no, it's not an indicator, but again, I'll go back that, you know, Gunner's great with it. Gunner wants to win. Gunner is, is a humble, uh, unselfish player. So we're going to play people that are putting themselves in position to help us win. And we're playing more people than we've played probably since we've been here. And I hope we can grow that number, to be honest with you. Final two questions. Mitchell Northam. Yeah, Coach, uh, speaking on Gunner, um, you know, he, he had career highs today and attempts, completions, yardage. I mean, he played pretty well from the quarterback position. Um, was that a combination of just what Northwestern was showing you on defense or just kind of the confidence in him to let him kind of sling it? Well, I mean, it's part of both. I mean, we're gaining more and more confidence in Gunner. Gunner gains confidence in himself in managing the passing game. He's a good thrower. He's got a really good arm. He's accurate. Uh, I think his reads are getting cleaner and cleaner. Uh, but also Northwestern did crowd the line of scrimmage. They uh, put us in a situation where it was going to be difficult at times to run the football. There's no reason to be hard-headed. And we thought we had good matchups. I'm, I just wish we would have hit more than what we did down the field because we liked our matchups going into the game and um, thought Coach Ferris put us in position to have some success. Just, you know, you can't miss by much because missing by much is the same as missing by a lot. So we just got to connect on those a little more high percentage. Final question for Coach Cutcliffe, Steve Wiseman. Yeah, I want to ask you about the, you know, the, the offense obviously didn't score in the second half and, and it started to get away from them early with the two turnovers, but it seemed to show a lot of poise and, you know, emotional maturity there to make the few plays they needed to win the game. Can you just kind of, you know, assess how they did in that department? Yeah, you know, you, you, can, you, can, pan, you can punch a panic button. And when things start going south, um, it's one of the things, and I heard players saying it, you know, if, if the game or breaks go against you, don't let up, put on more steam. And, you know, that's life. That's everything we do. We, we, we really practice that uh, when we go to the practice field. We try our best to be a mentally tough, well-focused football team. And uh, I thought our coaches on offense did a good job of kind of regathering, rally. And we kept playing a lot of players. And, um, uh, you know, they, they believe in each other. And if we can maintain that, we can win some, some big games. That wasn't technically a fourth quarter win, but it was. Uh, I may have them put that on the wall because we, we won the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, we did. You know, we, we were ahead, but we did win the game. There, We did the things we had to do to win the game. So um, that's something always to build off of. Thank you. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it's not even close. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. That shouldn't be legal, and yet it is to be a healthy treat as well. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat as they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. 
Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your order at Built.com. Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious individual like myself. Check out Coconut Almond, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Built Bar, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at Sweat Block. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended, works for up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. You know that it's legit. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews and manufactured in the USA. You can wear what you want. It's your secret to confidence. Too many times we're worried about sweat stains and that sort of thing. That's why you got to check out these sweat block wipes. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, then go check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Welcome back into the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. Derek Lively II is making his college basketball decision today. September 20th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. He tweeted out the news on Friday. At the time, a lot of people thought that Kentucky would be the team to beat, although there is major, major, major momentum for our Duke Blue Devils. Let me give you a refresher on Derek Lively, the second, the number two overall player in the class of 2022, seven foot one center, 220 pounds, a native of Belafonte, Pennsylvania. He plays at Westtown School which is in Westchester, Pennsylvania, about three hours away from his hometown. Westtown School is also the same school that produced Cam Reddish. You might have heard of him. One of our Duke Blue Devil guys that was in the 2019 class was Zion Williamson and Cam Reddish, a top 10 pick, going to the Atlanta Hawks. So Derek Lively the second. His mom works at Penn State. That's significant because Penn State has been in the race for this one here. Belafonte, his hometown, is just 15 minutes away from State College. So that'd be his hometown team to play for the Nittany Lions, and his mom works at the school. He's taken official visits to Duke, Penn State, Kentucky, and UNC, although pretty much everybody believes that it's between Duke and Kentucky. When he announced the decision, all of the momentum, or that he was going to make the decision, I should say, he hasn't announced the decision that's coming today at 6 p.m. Eastern time. When he announced the decision date, all of the momentum was with Kentucky. Ever since then, everyone's been speaking up, saying, This guy's going to Duke. This guy's going to Duke. And more and more and more inside predictions from rivals or the crystal ball predictions from 24-7 sports. Lean Duke Blue Devils. Travis Branham, one of the top guys at 247, says Duke. Matt Jones, the founder of Kentucky Sports Radio, and if anybody knows Kentucky hoops, it's Matt Jones. He's saying Lively's going to Duke. How crazy would that be? Right now in 2022, Kentucky has the number one class. UNC has the number two class, and Duke has the number three class. Whoever gets Derek Lively between Kentucky and Duke, UNC is kind of out of the picture at this point, although, again, he did take an official visit to Chapel Hill. Whoever gets Derek Lively's services is going to have the number one class, and that's not going to change. So tonight, 6 o'clock Eastern time, Derek Lively making a decision. We're really hoping he commits to the Duke Blue Devils. Other recruiting notes that I wasn't able to touch on last week because we had good guests. If you missed any of those conversations, find them on your podcast feed. Got a chance to chat with Andy Borman, the former Duke basketball player, Duke soccer player. He's the nephew of Coach K and also the AAU coach for Kyle Filipowski, a Duke commit in the class 
of 2022. Duke trying to make their 2022 class feature. Kyle Filipowski, Dariq Whitehead, Jaden Shute, and Derek Lively the second. But news last Thursday, Caleb Foster committed to play basketball for the Duke Blue Devils. You saw this on Twitter if you're following us at LO underscore Blue Devils or following me at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. But Caleb Foster is a five-star point guard in the class of 2023, the number 12 player in the entire country. He is the first five-star in his recruiting class to commit and make his college decision. He's from Oak Hill Academy that also produced a couple of five-stars that you might have heard of, Nolan Smith and Quinn Cook, who both went on to win national championships playing for the Duke Blue Devils. And what's significant here is that Nolan Smith was the primary recruiter for Caleb Foster. So he was able to secure a prospect, a player that went to the same high school as him, and we knew Nolan Smith was going to be elite on the recruiting trail. It looks like it's already starting to pay off. As Caleb Foster commits to Duke, he's the first recruit that they have in the class of 2023. Hopeful that Derek Lively II will commit to Duke. We'll have updates for you tonight. Again, on social media, follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You get an update when this podcast comes out as soon as it's available each and every day. Take this opportunity to check out Locked On Panthers for a breakdown of the 2-0 Carolina Panthers. They're off to a great start. We support everything in the state of North Carolina here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also want to let you know that betting on college athletics doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.